How's it going? This is David Beatty, and you are listening to We Be Geeks. You're listening to a We Be Geeks Network podcast. USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Streaming Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, it's Brett, Derek, uh, no jewels this week, but we're joined by some great people who one is a return guest. Uh, hopefully we can get the other person who was, who will be a return guest. And right now the return guest we have is Chelsea Adlin. Um, we also have joining us Allison Daniel, Lauren and Eric Davis. And besides the David, I'm not missing anyone, am I? No, no that's, that's it. it. And of course, oh. these folks are with the great web series, Get Spy. Woo! So, and season two just started uh, this Wednesday, Yesterday. right? That it did. On Tuesday, we launched Tuesday. our first episode of, of season two. Awesome. How's the reception been so far? Great. It seems like you guys. What have What have you heard from it, Lauren? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. A lot of great responses uh, that I've seen in social media all over the place. Yeah, it's been pretty exciting since it's our second season. There's been a lot of anticipation for uh, the premiere of season two, so there's been a lot of fun and excitement around it. Well, the first episode was uh, really good. Uh, it started off with a really good episode. Totally, with the bare-knuckle yeah. boxing, and yeah. it's just like so much enthusiasm so, right off the bat. Yes, so much fun. David's character, Peter, likes getting the crud beat out of him in the uh, debut episodes he did in for season one and now for season two. <laughs> that, oh, that's right. Ah, oh, it's fun. Really a theme. Yeah, Give he does get dance. punched in the face a lot, doesn't he? Yes. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> so, we had a lot of fun shooting that, that first scene. It was so hot. We, sh- we actually shot it at uh, Maite, who plays Alvarez. We shot it at her house, and it was like 100 and... How hot was it? 110? It, it was at least 100 degrees, and we were in an enclosed garage with a bunch of body heat, so I- I'm sure the heat factor was actually well over 100. We were all <laughs> sweating our faces off, um, but, you know, all-, all for the love of the game. Yeah. It was very method. so what do we have to look forward to in season two oh my god of excitement somebody chelsea you uh oh geez okay uh well i i think season two i'm actually super excited for it i was uh, talking to david earlier today about it i just think there's so much excitement in season two like season one you really got to know who each of the individual characters were you know you got to see their personalities and how this team works together so i feel like season two now that we've sort of gotten that out of the way you really just get to see these characters go on sort of like this crazy adventure we've got pirates we got treasure we've got uh you know we started 
yeah, there's just I think I think we really amped up the level of like action adventure um, for this particular season, which I think is what's going to make it really fun to watch for the audience. Like each episode has like a little gem of something that just really packs <laughs> a lot of punch. So um, I think you're in you're in for a lot of excitement. Do you get to leave the back seat of the car when you're out in the field? Um, you're just gonna oh. have to watch and find out. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's a lot of uh, expanding on all of the each of the characters' little quirks and yeah, and we have um, the, a lot of new characters too. Uh, this yeah, season. brought in a lot of new people. I was uh, rewatching uh, season one, getting ready for the uh, the show, and uh, watching a uh, tech girl go off because nobody could knew her real name. <laughs> I was cracking up at that. Thank you. Yeah, I I I love that episode, that whole scene. It's just way too much fun um, to be able to rant like that. And David wrote me such a great monologue. And I was like, at first when I read the whole the whole first season, I was like, I'm on the phone a lot. Like I'm actually not in the same place with people all the time. And so to be able to like have that moment of glory and just mm-hmm. like rant and spew off all of her aggressions in one scene was just so much fun. And Tech Girl does acquire a new nickname this season. <laughs> oh, it's true. nice. It's, it's true. Uh, not her real name, but it's a new name. <laughs> <sighs> Yep, yep. Kind of reminds me of uh, Carol and Cheryl from uh, Archer, which I know David <laughs> like yeah. slimed it up. Totally. <laughs> Basically, I have the show on. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I'm going to ask, because we posed the challenge last show you guys were mm-hmm. on. Did y'all get to incorporate Weeby Geeks into the show somewhere? <laughs> <gasps> oh, I'm gonna have to ask David. I actually don't know, Lauren. Do you remember if we? I don't know, and I'm and I missed the challenge. I wish I would have known. Uh-huh. I would have paid more attention. <laughs> I think that was the last time. Uh, oh, Chelsea I hope Dave so. Wrong. I hope right? we are gonna wrap it on a mug or something, or yeah, or something. <laughs> I, I, Playing on the radio. David, I'm sure, we did. Right. It's some product placement somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch for that now. Right, but, but yet I have to regretfully inform I have not gotten any further in Got Cast. Ah, I'm I'm still trying to figure out how to how to write it out. Yeah, I I know it seems it seems like a quite a, a uh, undertaking. Yeah. So speaking of which, uh, what about you, Chelsea? You had last time told us that you might be interested in doing a podcast someday. I know. And I've talked to Derek about it a little bit too, but I, I, I'm like, it's just an idea in my head and I would still love to do it, but I have not formulated, um, a concept as to what I should even do a podcast about. So Lauren, Eric, Allison, I'm taking requests. That's a great idea for you. I would love to do it. And I I think it would be great great if, if you like live tweeted or live podcast you watching the Super Bowl or any NFL game (laughs) (laughs) and being like, um, why did he throw that thing and three points, touchdown, strike, you're out. People are sportsing on TV. (laughs) Chelsea, Eric is over here rolling his eyes. He can hardly handle it right now. (laughs) Interpretation of uh, Steph Curry's uh, jump shot. Oh, I love it. AKA, we're calling, I guess, maybe the cat move. Yeah. No, it's the kitty cat. Gotcha. 
Last night, I was it last night? Yeah, I made yeah, our acting teacher, the fearless Mark McPherson, who um, actually plays a cameo in this season of Get Spy. You'll get what to see cameo. him. I know. What? Who said that? Did you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh God! Oh no. my God! Hey. <laughs> Welcome, David. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. It's so nice to hear your voice again, David. Oh, my it's... God. I can't believe I don't know what I did. I've been just listening for a little while, just clicking a bunch of... I think I had an internal microphone problem with my computer. Uh. Don't touch anything. Just so hold still. <laughs> yeah, just leave yes. it. <laughs> Done. No, no sudden movements. <laughs> uh, I love the conversation so far. Keep going with the Mark McPherson story. Okay, so Mark McPherson, not a cameo, a prominent figure in this season um, it, who's wonderful. Anyway, he was making reference. He, he likes sports a lot, as does Eric and things, and, and he often makes acting references through sports, but I know nothing about sports. And he was referencing Stephon Curry, who I didn't know who that was. And then I f- figured out that he's a basketball player. And I did this little like dunk move, this little like swoosh thing with my hands. I wish you could see me right now, but it was like swoosh, swoosh. And then when I, a friend of mine repeated it back to me and I was like, oh no, I, I just look like a little kitten, like a cat. <laughs> Meow. Like it was a very poor basketball reference. That story was anticlimactic. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not at all, because when you tell it, any story you tell, it doesn't uh, automatically have the, I can't say climax. That's going to come along. (laughs) 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 Yeah, now you're disappointed I got through. (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we hear more. uh, I was going to say. What was that? We're going to be hearing more fish metaphors this season. Yes, uh, yes. In fact, that that there were a couple of characters that were extremely fun to write again because they already had such a strong voice. And one of those characters is uh, the character of Harper, who plays our fish analogies uh, boss. And what's actually really fun about uh, the scene that we shot with her, we were going to shoot. A scene uh, in a friend's backyard. She uh, had a swimming pool, and I was going to put this, like, um, you know, sort of a lavish, um, like she's lounging by the pool. And But the person we were going to shoot at, she wanted uh, production insurance, and she wanted money to be. And I was like, you know, we have a very small budget. I don't think you understand how small of a budget <laughs> crew this is. And so what we ended up doing was, because of happenstance, we drove to Ventura and went to the harbor where we had all these big fishing schooners and boats and yachts all around us. And we just walked right down on the, on the gangway near all the boats and shot her scene for this second season. And it's, and it's incredible because we have all of these really wonderful uh, boats in the background and it really made the scene, it really popped for that scene. Production value. Yeah, production value <laughs> went right through the roof. So it was Actually, great. it seems like uh, from the first episode, it does seem like the production value uh, is higher this so far. We're getting more clever. We don't have more money. We're just more clever. Yeah. <laughs> I'd agree. I would agree with that. <laughs> Trying to uh, – in fact, there's an episode where we were going to shoot in a parking lot, and we had to switch it up really quick, and Eric's character, Mike – makes reference to it it's a fourth episode and uh and he's in the line we talk about it's it's an area where my high school was the character's high school 
I said, this is where I went to high school. And he says, in a dirt patch between two apartment buildings. <laughs> <laughs> and we go, uh, yeah, that's it. That's work. Okay, we'll use that one. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard us earlier, but I'm going to repose the question. Did I know. It's coming. Yes. Go did ahead. we blow it, David? <laughs> The Weeby Geeks Challenge, did it make it into the show? Well, let's just say we haven't aired second through eight episodes, so there's still time to film something. (laughs) (laughs) Because this sounds like a challenge, which I don't want to back away from. So, uh, Lauren, we got got one more shoot to do. We we can definitely take care of that. Or, or I'm just going to superimpose it on something. And, right. And just have it across the screen for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> like a watermark. Right. Yeah. I'm actually exactly. glad you reminded me of that. That's a, It is something that I, I'm actually kind of a challenge to try and, uh, try and do in such a subtle way that, uh, you know, you guys would have to hunt for it to find it. <laughs> like when you go to Disneyland and you look for all the, uh, the, the Mickey Mouse things on all the rides. Yeah, the hidden Mickey's. Yeah. Yeah, hidden Mickey's. I, I didn't know there were hidden Mickey's. I didn't either. Oh, uh, yeah, that's why they call them Mickey's. Mike, I'm sure you know what all those things are. I I know quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about California's haunted mansion, but the haunted mansion here, mm-hmm. um, in the ballroom scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. The la- as you're going right to left, <laughs> passing the table. Uh-huh. The last place setting on the side closest to the ride cars. The plates are set up like a hidden Mickey. What? It's, Weird. It's, it's almost exactly the same, I think, in California. I think the place setting is just different, but it's the big plate with the two small plates at the at the Correct. top, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Those That's, are, like, it, detailed. You've got to be, like, hardcore to find that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, before you make the turn to see the hitchhiking ghost, mm-hmm. if you look back into the ma- mausoleum, you see the Grim Reaper. And the way he's holding his hand shapes another hidden Mickey. Oh, yeah? Whoa. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, That's a good hardcore right there. It's like Illuminati type stuff. Right? <laughs> Illuminati. Mickey. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. The coolest thing I ever did at, at Disneyland was I there was uh, a friend of mine who was hosting a scavenger hunt charity event and we got okay. to go into the into the park an hour early. So it wasn't there was nobody else there. There was maybe 60 of us. And we went in, and we all got to have breakfast at Club 33. And then it was awesome. And then we spent the whole day at the park doing this, like, scavenger hunt. And at the end of the day, the winner was had something donated to charity in their name. It was really cool. Awesome. I I have seen the sun rise in three of the four parks. Wow. And I've been in all four parks here um, way after hours. Wow. You work there, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your I've been, point? I've been, yeah. I've been there after hours. I had my grad night there. Not anymore. Go ahead, Jolene. Oh, oh, I said I've I've been there after hours. I had my grad night there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do Do you guys do on the East Coast? Do you guys do uh, like one night where it's all twenty four hours? We. We did. We yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, the same time you guys, uh, they did it out there. Uh, this is the first year. What two three years that uh, it's been going on? What about three four years? This is the first year they're not doing it. Oh, oh, and a lot of it's because of Shanghai. <laughs> oh. There is so <laughs> much so much money being spent per day to get that park ready. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, they're Whoa. so they're so over budget. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's going to be spectacular, though. Hope so. <laughs> Speaking of kind of cool parks, I got a chance to go to. Uh, the Harry Potter park at uh, oh. oh, did you? Yeah, they, raving about that. I know. I sent uh, I sent Allison pictures because I know she would be totally jealous. Yes, I am. I'm super <laughs> jealous. <laughs> ah. if, uh, y'all, if y'all's diagonal alley is anything like ours here, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to go. It's it opens amazing. on my birthday. It's only two weeks away. I know. And I, you, you have to do Hogwarts Express both directions. It's two different shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. We don't know. We don't. I uh, the one that uh, I was the the castle ride that they have where you go into the Hogwarts castle and then you that the line just where the because it was a soft open they were calling it a soft open they didn't have to wait in line for any of the stuff we so we there was no wait but. The what they're expecting that line to be is going to be so yeah. incredible. I I felt almost ridiculously spoiled. I went on it twice back to back. I loved it so much when they wow. open when they opened up Hogsmeade here. Mm-hmm. The lines to get into that section of the park to the Harry Potter park was an eight hour line, eight hour oh. wait. Wow! At, oh, that's crazy. At, at uh, wow. and that started at nine thirty in the morning. Wow. And the line wrapped around the backside because um, it's, it's the Hogsmeade section is in um, Islands of Adventure here in Florida, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it wrapped from the backside of Hogsmeade through Jurassic Park through Tune into Marvel at one point. Wow! Just to get in. Jeez. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't wait. Didn't, oh, no, didn't wait. No, no, no. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna have to wait like a year before I go, just to try yeah. and hope that the lines subside a little bit. Yeah. It'll probably still be the same line. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, and of course, they just opened uh, the other section here uh, last summer, over in oh yeah the other park. So, but mm. yeah, J.K. Rowling's is a great concept and everything. Uh, she just does not know how to handle theme park <laughs> planning shops are you're, you're gonna find that uh, i don't know if david hit any of the shops shops are a little small mm. uh, they're real crowded mm. uh, i know here when you get off uh the hogwarts ride the gift shop you dump into is so tiny if it rains you're stuck you can't get out <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah wow. yeah because no one down here no one wants to leave the shops when it rains yeah, right. right, right. You're seeking refuge. So, yeah. and it and just packs up so quick. Mm. Uh, and when we went, my daughter was still in her stroller, and it was hard. It was difficult for us to get the stroller around. Oh, I'm sure. So, that's um, because mm. J.K. Rowling wants everything so authentic. Mm. <laughs> right, of course. And, it, right. and it's but, all written to be very narrow and, and cozy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Whereas, you know, she forgets that when you enter the shops, it's big, you know, it's narrow little townhouse type thing, but opens up to like a ballroom. Yeah. Which you can easily do in the parks with, you know, the fake facades of the buildings mm-hmm. and have the the shop take up the whole, the whole space. Mm-hmm. But, right. Yeah. She's got it almost true to size mm-hmm. of, you know, we have small shops here. This is a small shop. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's Harry Potter and small shops right. don't exist. 
<laughs> well, I, I admire her for her dedication to authenticity. Whether You're it's functional so... or not, I appreciate her integrity. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just appreciate her writing because that world is, ah, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do they have the interactive wands out there? Yes, yes, they do. Uh, that's actually uh, th- that was the only line was to because uh, the when the wand uh, maker gives uh, they pick somebody in the room and they do a whole show. Right. So it's an actor who, who performs the wand, and um, that was the only part that was a line at the time. But it's funny because that room I remember thinking it was really small, and they're ushering you know thirty people into this room, and that's why because then the performance takes about fifteen twenty minutes. And then they push in the next people, and there's only one room, one one guy doing it at a time. So, mm-hmm. uh, right. But um, but yes, the 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 wands and the wands are priced differently. So you can buy an interactive wand that has a chip in it that you can control some of the things in Hogwarts, and then you yeah. for all around the the park. And then um, then there's other wands, and they're about like ten or twenty dollar difference. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, uh, just the just the regular prop wands are like uh, fifty sixty bucks. Yeah. Wow. The, the interactive the interactive ones are somewhere between like eighty to a hundred. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Such a racket. Totally worth it, Allison. You should get one. <laughs> there used to be like a knockoff place here in Los Angeles. I think they finally closed no, it down. No, they're but there still was a there. Alley. Are they still there? Oh yeah. Because that's where I bought my wand. I bought my Hermione wand yeah. at Diagon Alley. <laughs> Dude, on- I bought, I bought a, a yeah right on Wilshire. Uh, yeah. And um, they they expanded. They were in a smaller spot, and then they opened it up. It was it was called like uh, Wizard World or Wizarding something Wizard Alley Wizard Land. I don't know. But they had quite a wonderful display of wands and robes and uh, mm-hmm. and things. And they also had a great uh, assortment of bumper stickers, things that said like Horcruxes got no soul. <laughs> and um, and my Republic other car- for Voldemort. Mm-hmm. My other car is a hippogriff. Yeah, <laughs> just just good stuff. <laughs> Looks like you need to work into some supernatural into the third season of uh, Get Spy Then. <laughs> right? Maybe Train that's... your guns for once. <laughs> well, yeah, really. <laughs> we uh, we might have jumped the shark already in Get Spy season two, so there's so there's no reason oh. why we shouldn't. Uh, right. And one, yeah, one, 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 of the, one of those reasons, one, one of those sharks might might actually be the reason Allison's on here. <laughs> no, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask about that, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to ruin anything. Well, I ended up calling the third episode "Evelyn's Alive" just to get, tell everybody because we were posting pictures and people are asking, "Why is Allison there? She's dead." <laughs> she, we watched her die. You mean Evelyn? Evelyn oh, died. Oh, sorry, you're right. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a little wishful thinking. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, oh. wow. Hey, <laughs> you should hear the two of them have quite a good you. banter. Sounds like it. Yeah, it's, you should uh, bring her back as like a cyborg or something. Well, well, uh, somebody's a smarty pants. <laughs> it's got to be because you know I love Archer so much that there's that. yeah, <laughs> cyborg Barry. Yeah. <laughs> 
kind of. We played around. I I came up with a lot of like fun ideas and sent them to Allison and like you know kind of co-creating what that would be if we uh, brought her character back and uh, some some really far-fetched things. And we just landed on this very kind of subtle but effective, I think, way of bringing her character back into the fold. And uh, I hope it works. There's part of me that just goes, like, we mention it, and then we move right past it into the story. So it keeps keeps us moving. Um, but I think it's effective. I hope it's effective. And it's fun to have her character back. She's, the character is fun. Allison's great to, to uh, work with, too. She's just dynamite. So... Um, uh, I, I loved. I loved having to figure out a way to bring Evelyn back into it. I think my favorite part, my, one of my favorite parts about having Evelyn's character comes back, coming back, is that that means we also get Kelly back as well because yes. one doesn't really go anywhere without the other. And Lauren, you and your with the accent and the oh, the God. stories and the oh, it's just so ridiculous. Great. It's just so great. <laughs> That's oh wow! I didn't even. She's she's one of those. Uh, you know, Lauren plays one of those characters too. In the first season, she's the one who goes pontificates for a long time about an agent in Bangladesh, and then Evelyn ends up shooting her and saying, "This is my moment, baby." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize that was her. That was great. She was one of those. She was one of those characters too that was very easy to sort of. Or excited, fun to write about because she already had a particular way of speaking, and just all you have to do is like monologue this girl, and she'll just go on and tell crazy stories. So it was really fun coming up with the wild, crazy stories that she would tell this time. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, Eric's character Mike will be happy to see her uh, back and uh, making out with uh, Kate again. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Gross. You're like, ew. And then he's like, yeah, ew. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Yeah. Well, See, I think that's... Well, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I think that's that's part of, like, like even us just having this banter back and forth about, oh, yeah, and he he's that, that gross. And, and Kelly and Evelyn's got her thing. And, like, because all that <laughs> is established in season one and we know who they are now, I feel like that is what gave us so much freedom and license to have more fun with the story and the production because you didn't have to, like, establish the characters this time around. So I think that's why yeah. season two is really going to be... Um, yeah, so much yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to see that there's like little moments that people identify those specific yeah. characters with. So it's mm-hmm. that makes it nice. As, we uh, we do have a lot, a lot of call back to season one for sure. Definitely, yeah. and some explanatory things too. Because although we have a handful of new characters, we're I mean we we also lost some of the characters that we had before. And some some was just because we wanted to like branch off and tell another story, and, and some was uh, simply that they weren't living anywhere near us anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we had to explain a few things about why some characters are there, and I mean some why some characters one particular character is not there. But we again, hopefully, gracefully just move through it and get to the story and. But it's, uh, it's kind of exciting. I, I think that's probably one of the most exciting things is the addition of all the new characters and trying to introduce them into a world that already exists. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so did, really? you get, uh, oh, did you get more of a chance to flesh out the characters too? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I would say the most is Mike. Eric's character, uh, Mike, uh, I really, we really had a fun time playing around with um, – uh, like his personal interests, which 
happens to be cooking. <laughs> we, have, we have that to look forward to in the next few episodes, is how Mike is a kind of a closet chef. And, uh, and how maybe, you know, there are certain things that we all want to do in life and we're not doing them currently. And maybe there are other callings. So it's, to me, that's one of the funnest things. And then there's a, what, what that sort of creates for this whole season is, a, is this whole other food thing that's going on. So as the episodes unfold, everybody has their own little food thing. It kind of goes along with it. A lot, of, a lot of fun to play with, too. Like, you know, the general perception of my character is a marksman, you know, kind of a tough guy, so to speak. But then they go the opposite direction to have cooking as my <laughs> uh, my hobby. I like it. That's interesting. In case anyone's wondering, it's not his hobby in real life. No. <laughs> no. I guess you're done with your uh, cleanse then. <laughs> I was I was trying to do you a favor, Lauren, by getting him giving him cooking that maybe he would take it up just to, to discover you know, the character more, but he didn't. Apparently. One can hope. I appreciate the gesture, David. Unless you want scrambled eggs, I'm pretty much a master at that. <laughs> Oatmeal, Orange maybe? chicken from uh, yes. Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. That's funny. Which, you know, he made for dinner tonight, for which I'm grateful. Aww. You know, uh, part of what I love about the, the first episode of this season is we got introduced, speaking of new characters, to... Um, Chad, played by Charlie Magdaleno, who is so funny in that character. I, I was cracking up, and I don't even know, like, David, can you talk a little bit about, like, how that character came to be? Because I don't think you originally wrote it that way, right? No, not at all. He, he, every, the accent that he brought, he brought that. He brought, uh, he brought every element. The only thing maybe I said was wear some suspenders. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that actually really kind of identified him because he wanted to change his clothes to the next scene. And I said, no, just stay exactly the same. Like, let's keep those, those exactly the same. Perfect. Um, but, you know, Lauren, you, you could actually talk to that, speak to that a little bit too, having directed the, uh, that did, did, uh, cause, I don't recall. Um, I mean, that was totally his uh, interpretation of that, right? He he brought oh, the. I it was like he he came loaded with that character. It took very very little molding and direction. That that's what he brought to the table. Period. Yeah, that's what he's I thought. Great at that kind of stuff. He's yeah. a really funny guy. Mm-hmm. Feet he's he's incredibly talented. He's a, he's a yeah. wonderful writer. He's got a band. He's a musician, and he's got a band called Festi, and they they play all over, and they're and they're and they're getting gigs all over LA, and 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 they're uh, uh, incredibly talented guy and nice, like the nicest guys, and they're you know, uh, I mean, Charlie is a, a multi talented guy, and I just I, I'm he's he's I, I just think he's going to be whatever he does, he's going to steal every scene, yeah. every scene in this, he steals every scene that he's in. He in really this. does. I mean, and he's just a great guy to have on set too you know he's just oh, yeah. he's just a good guy to have around totally his brother rio they, they're brothers uh, uh rio is going to be in episode five <laughs> and he plays he plays our token pirate nice. <laughs> yeah. and also same story with him you know he had a really clear concept of his character and he came in with 
a fully fleshed out character. <laughs> so great. Which was hilarious. <laughs> he, he came to me. I remember, I think he came to you too, Lauren, and said, I could, well, he wasn't sure if he should be grounded in reality or it, it'd be this crazy character. And, uh, uh, and I, and I was just turning back to him. I said, well, I, you know, you do what you do. And then just, he, he is, he's hilarious because he's so, excuse me, so Disney created <laughs> that he is, um, he, he committed. just crazy committed. He brought yeah. crazy and he is and- awesome. He's and a so- lot of his his natural ability, like he he comes from a very strong improv background, and he he's been a part of a lot of improv troops and won a lot of improv competitions and things like that. So I think that's probably a large part of what helps him fuel his his zany characters and choices and things like that. I think it was wonderful casting. Yeah, yeah, Allison. Actually, you know the the question that Mike asked earlier about the uh, second season. Um, uh, like character, did you find that your character was more or less defined by the second season? I felt like it, she um, she definitely gets a little bit more defined, and I think that uh, things that take place or develop for Evelyn um, flesh her out in a different direction than maybe you might think. I, love uh, which is interesting. <laughs> I feel like we're talking in code, guys, because only the first yeah. episode's out. <laughs> I know. A little bit. I'd just say, to be Lauren, a little it coy. was uh, some great shooting uh, during the fight scene, because it oh. had to be hard to do to make it look realistic and to be that long. Yeah, we... And some great editing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I will say, you know, uh, Lauren, our director there, and Eric, they have a, a, a daughter, Harper, who is... How, how old is Harper now? She's Well, she's 14 months now. At the time shooting, she was, I guess, rewind four Ten. months ago. Ten months Yeah. Ago. So uh, during that fight scene, our first take, <laughs> Lauren was shooting, so but she had L- Harper on her back in a little baby backpack. And so Harper had fallen asleep while filming the fight scene. And so there are some random behind-the-scenes photos of Lauren shooting us fighting, the crowd of people yelling on the sidelines, and the baby fast asleep in the backpack. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a remarkable day of filming just, just to see, because we didn't know. That was our first day filming back, and we didn't know how it was going to be with the baby on board. But we said, let's do this. And uh, I, I really hope uh, uh, child care services do not call us now. Uh, but uh, there was, uh, it was a pretty remarkable sight to see her, you, Lauren, in particular, tackle so much as a mom, as a cinematographer, as a director. That day was pretty intense, and you did a fantastic job. So, so well, is after that, that, everything else was easy. <laughs> so is that the tagline for season two, baby on board? <laughs> <laughs> it was a consideration because we didn't have a baby on board for season one. And, of course, both Eric and I, her parents, are involved in the production. So we had to figure out what we were going to do with her while we were doing these, you know, weekend-long shoots. But it worked out just fine. 
Yeah. yeah. We had a lot of help. Everybody really, I think, chimed in. Like, you know, a lot of great people who were extras in the first scene <laughs> would come and help PA. And yeah. one would watch the baby and one would set up, uh, you know, food for lunch. And one would run out and get that extra prop that we forgot or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it, it was just a great community of people and, you know, orchestrated really well. We had, you know, David produced this series along with... Um, a good friend of ours, Sarah Monahan, who did a wonderful job just coordinating and keeping people together and making sure that it all ran on schedule. So it's a very collaborative uh, experience when you're trying to make low budget, you know, yeah. projects. And you really have to be working with people that you can depend on, that you trust and that you're willing to go on the ride with. So I think we were really lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. I completely agree with you, Chelsea. It's such a, it's such a communal, it was such a communal effort and where, you know, people just filled in where they needed to fill in and everything got done. Totally. Yeah. I think that also helped with the production. I mean, somebody mentioned before, like it seemed like it appears that, you know, we've stepped up the production level on this, this go round. Uh, that definitely was a, 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 a contributing, factor. contributing factor in that as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sorry, I was just going to say that, you know, everyone, all the additional people that came on board this season that we didn't have last season and everyone that was there before, um, you know, everyone's just doing it for a love of it, which I think shows, um, you know, we, we just we have passion about this and, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah, you can definitely tell when you watch it that you guys are having fun with it. Good. I'm I'm glad you can see that. <laughs> yeah, I I I I hope you can see that too. I, I think because we really, I mean, I, I think everybody's already said it really quite clearly. And you know, it wouldn't have been possible without Sarah uh, Monahan as the, as a co-producer on this. She was so helpful in so many ways, and um, and and everybody else's uh, continued entire tireless support. Because we are doing it for the love of it. So it better be fun. In some ways, <laughs> you better create an atmosphere that everybody has a good time. And, and, or, or, and, I, and, I, and I hope that because of the first season, that that's why people wanted to come back and do it again. And, and hopefully everybody enjoys this season and we'll maybe do something next. Like the next, whatever the next chapter of the story is. Um, hopefully you create that world that everybody wants to come back to and make something. So how many episodes are you looking for for season two? We have eight episodes again. Same. Tried to follow this, almost the same format as the first season. Our episodes are a little bit longer, I think, uh, overall this season. Um, and it's as far as a storyteller goes, I was really interested in trying to make it more challenging for myself to weave a, more, a little bit more complicated story. And, for example, in episode three, we have two, almost three different things going on simultaneously where we, you know, it's like the lightsaber duel going on is the same as the star fight going on in the sky. So we have these right. two stories that overlap. And the characters, like my character is telling a story that happened previously. And for me as a writer and and as an editor and a creator, I was just really fascinated if I could do this and make it work successfully. And so far, I mean, I I really like how it's come together. I've had to scale it back. The episode was originally almost 10 minutes long, and I got it down to about seven. And it really works. That's probably, it's, I have so many favorite episodes. <laughs> but it's, it's my favorite because of that, because of the complication of telling that story. And it was, a, it was kind of a, it came together rather well to, to be able to do that. 
Yeah, the I was little... telling... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. Uh, I was telling Chelsea this earlier. This is really short, is that um, there's something about each each episode has its own little nugget of what I love most. And like for the first episode, it's the boxing match because it was a, it was another step up. Like I love that nugget. In the second episode, there's another thing that makes that episode good. And then the third one, there's another thing that makes that. And each one of them has something that is uniquely defining that episode as being good. And so I was telling her that it hurts a little bit just to push one episode as it is now because I want to share all of them at the same time because <laughs> together they're awesome. Each one is good, but together it's a, it's a great piece. So I'm excited as we go. I think they progressively get better. Each episode gets better and better till the end. What were some <clears throat> of the most embarrassing moments from season two? Oh, geez. <laughs> embarrassing? Yeah. Allison, do you have a story? <laughs> How often do I have a story? Uh, I don't know. What about just odd or exciting or weird or funny? Take those two. I can't think of anything embarrassing because, I mean, really, we're all just obnoxious and we know each other so well that I can't imagine. Like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of potty jokes that went on on set. That's for sure. <laughs> there, that's nobody true. was unabashed about t- telling their silly jokes as, as we went along. Yeah, that's least true. of all you. <laughs> oh, hey, Brandon, Brandon Cook, he, he takes it. Oh. He, he is. <laughs> You're not wrong. I think no, Brandon- I'm, I'm going to give uh, this scatological stuff to you, David, and I'm going to give the sexual stuff to Brandon. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank You're you. Yes. you are welcome. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> is the, the, the hilarious thing, the behind-the-scenes <laughs> thing that you'll never see on camera is that Brandon <laughs> is the king of innuendos. Like, if you say anything that could remotely... <laughs> even in the tiniest fashion, be misconstrued, he automatically, his eyes get wide and he looks around with a big smile, be like, anybody? Anybody get it? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can, without a doubt, like if you were the only other person who caught it, if you just glance his way, he'll be there waiting for somebody. They'll be like, did you get it? <laughs> so funny. I do have a, I do have a, it, it's embarrassing because it, it's a reflection of how uh, low of a budget production we are in that, and I love this story because I think it worked out really well. In the in episode five, we have a we go to this uh, tent area where there's a <laughs> there's a pirate living, and um, and uh, and we're under attack. We have a gunfight going on, and during the gunfight, we have to make a quick getaway. And the pirate tells us that he has an escape route, and he just points to like a hole in the ground, and the hole is maybe you know two feet. But it, we got it cleverly blocked. So we have to figure out how to get into the hole without, uh, with it being a dynamic getaway, right? So how do you do this? And we were trying to figure out, well, do we put a ladder and sort of fake like we're climbing down the hole? So what we decide to do is just fake it and jump like the hole is 30 feet deep. But we're going to disguise ourselves by the blocking the hole and, and just duck down. And it's all smoke and mirrors. And if you watch it, I I don't mean to toot my own horn, but it's it's pretty remarkable that you you would not know that we're jumping into a two-foot deep hole. But we are. And it sounds like they go, oh, splash at the bottom. And that 
is that's probably one of the most remarkable, you know, cover-ups of lack of funds. Right. <laughs> well, you embarrassing. You also managed to edit together a scene with people who weren't actually right. right. Good one, Chelsea. You going to explain that one, or are we just going to leave it at no. that? <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, go for it. Because you were one of those people that couldn't be there. It's true. We uh, we had a, a shoot day scheduled that in, involved a lot of people um, in one sort of big scene of like planning conversation, you know, kind of a, you know, a war room scene. And, um, at the last minute I had a personal emergency. I couldn't be there and everybody else could, but, uh, Melinda Brown, who plays my mother, like couldn't come on the next day when I could have been there. So we both had to shoot our parts individually, having someone else sub in. And apparently the day that I wasn't there, they uh, printed out a picture of my face and <laughs> stuck it to a stick and, and held it up a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it was very similar to shooting Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, it's it's <laughs> practically the same thing when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, it was exactly, I remember Almost that. same Almost movie. exactly. Yeah. Almost exactly. exactly. I'm Sean Gunn and... And in the end, it's a raccoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there's little, she's now a different character, completely. Right? Uh, but anyway, somehow, by the sheer magic of it, and when David told me that he could do this, I was like, okay. And I genuinely, like, I have full faith in you, David, but I genuinely thought you were going to be like, at the end of the shoot, okay, we need to add an extra shoot day so we can reshoot that scene because <laughs> how how do you put people who aren't in the same room in the same room together? And uh, and you did it. And I don't understand yeah. how you did it. Actually, and it's magic. Do that. Did we leave He's the camera wizard. in the same spot overnight? I don't even that, remember what we did. That's exactly right. We left the tripod. We took You took the camera, but we left the tripod. When we did the oh, wide, right. we left it and we, ta- we taped it down and we said, okay, nobody touched this for a day. And then the that's next day, right. that was... We did that same shot first. So we did the shot last and then first on the next day. So God, it's so long ago. I can hardly remember. It's seamless. It is is seamless. It really is pretty amazing. You did a great job with that. Exactly. Just like Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Sounds like this season's budget, you guys were able to afford the 7-Eleven coffee. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. No. <laughs> so the release the release schedule for for this season is going to be every Tuesday. Yeah, every oh, Tuesday. Yeah. Um, which um, I'm trying to pace myself. Like I said, I, I would I in a way would just rather put them all out House of Cards style. But every Tuesday we'll release. Um, um, I try to get them out as early as possible. I think I did this one at like midnight, but. And then um, for eight eight weeks, so seven more weeks to go for this, and then we'll be done. It's kind of a long. I was speaking with another, the friend of mine who just released uh, another web series, and they they decided to do two a week and release you know two episodes a week. And I I remember you, we actually had this conversation last time we talked. I, I asked you guys, yeah. I asked you guys, what how would you do it? And uh, and we talked about the how to like plan out a scheduled release and we landed on this idea simply because you know you want to be able to have time to email everybody and not overload them with especially because our episodes are a little bit longer this year uh not overload them with too much watching in one sitting um and hopefully each episode brings you back to want to watch more you've done a great job with the uh, marketing 
Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the icons and everything, that's that's really well done. Well, yeah, that, and it's and it's you guys really that that helped put that together. So you know, um, <laughs> it's like uh, we're all in this uh, together, trying to get everybody on board to watch it. So it's um, it's great to have everybody's support for sure. And I think that way it gives you uh, something to look forward to. <clears throat> we were saying before, if it's once a week, you have. Oh, this week another episode's coming out. All right. Yeah. Right. right, right, right. And it keeps in people's consciousness more longer than yeah. having it all binged yeah. at one time and then it's out of their mind in like a week. Yeah. Also, right. it gives them more chances to watch it multiple times. Like, if you're excited to see the next episode, but the next episode's not out yet, like it's eight minutes of your time. I will happily watch it again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, yeah. a benefit benefit as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, you're less likely to get spoiled on something because I know a lot of people were getting angry at others for getting spoiled on uh, House of Cards. So uh, you can you can okay. uh, there's a little bit of pacing so you can keep up with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely a learning curve. I turn in terms of uh, in terms of trying to uh, you know, <laughs> negotiate the waters of because I mean we hear it all the time that there's so much content out there. It's so hard to know what to watch, let alone web series. I mean even everything on Netflix, Amazon, and every uh, primetime channel. There is so much. I was listening to you guys talk about the Flash uh, uh, coming up for the movie, like movies coming up, and that TV show for the Flash, and 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 all the things that are available to watch. You on your last episode, you guys were just covering all a lot of these things, oh, and yeah. you guys were talking about Crackle, you know, uh, ah. and all the things that. And I went there. I I looked because I haven't. I watched uh, Coffee and Cars comedians, but uh, uh, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of how much Crackle had to offer. So as another person putting more content out there, it's, uh, it's, it's a really f- kind of fun, exciting uh, process of, of figuring out those waters and trying to uh, you know, figure out where your thing fits in and finding your audience. It's a real exciting process. Now, it is, we might have touched on this last show. Um, is the intention still to you know, eventually one day get that? I guess now Crackle or Netflix or Amazon option and, and get picked up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer, David. To put it there, there would be nothing wrong with that as a, as a future, which is you know one of the things I do love about having a second season is if somebody who's never seen it finds it at the end of the second season. That means that they have the entire first season to look forward to, to watching, because then there's more stuff to watch. And I, I remember when I found episodes, you know, shows, second, third season in, and you go, oh, like you're so excited to go back and see how this, all of this stuff. So I'm hoping that, you know, for the number of people who have seen it and like it, they'll return to watch it. And then the number of people who have not seen it at all, and they end up liking it. And then they have all this other content. So mm-hmm. it's... It's almost a better place we are for the Hulus or Netflixes or whatever to have more content already so that they can see if they're interested in... in, um, Well, the late covers definitely get to binge watch. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's probably a great place for us to be in. Um, I mean, there would be a whole other slew of questions whether or not... Crackle, I think, would actually be a great uh, platform for us uh, in terms of uh, the kind of uh, um, Mm. network they are and and the stuff that they're providing. Um, uh, But, yeah, I've I've had those dreams. 
dreams. I will say I've dreamed many dreams. Hulu, Amazon, they are dreams. I think also it's just a great display of what you can do, David. You know what I mean? So even if someone like Amazon or Hulu, Crackle, whatever, were to approach you and say, I love what you've done with Get Spy. Now can you write us this specifically for us? You know what I mean? So it's regardless of whether they wanted to pick up Get Spy as as it is and then produce it forward from there or just say, hey, that's awesome. Now let's see what you can do uh, with, you know, uh, $500,000. Yeah. Okay, that'd be nice. Yeah, there you go. Right. On the low end. <laughs> For five hundred thousand, I would spend. Uh, I spend uh, a long time just coming up with an idea. <laughs> um, and, uh, Chelsea as your agent, right? <laughs> hey, I know. I could be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I go ahead. I say the spies got update from Razor Twos to Razor Threes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, let's not go overboard. <laughs> We it's only have so four. much of a budget, okay? $500,000 only goes so far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. Crazy. Actually, I have tracking devices that don't look like kids' toys. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That entire budget is going to go into um, my props. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. Well, McDonald's, d- McDonald's, McDonald's does have the Barbie spy phones. Right? Hey. We could use that. We need some of those. That would have been a great tie-in. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah. Not too late. Chelsea's gonna look make uh, go. Felicity from Arrow look like a noob. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So are there plans for season three? Um, um yeah, actually there are. I I have outlined a couple different ideas. Um I don't know if I, I what I would love to Alright, I don't know. But what I would love to do <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's one of those one of those moments where you go, do I talk about this and or does it incubate longer? The um, I would love to do a feature film and take all the characters of Get Spy and make the third season a a feature. That would be and awesome. With the option of releasing them still as episodes, but the content we've created for episode seasons one and two. The amount that we've created is the equivalent of, you know, 90 minutes of, or a little over 90, about 100 minutes of, of footage. So, That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so the idea, I mean, if we just, if I can, I mean, first it starts with the script. So if I can find the story, if I can find the uh, the way in which we can shoot it to where it's uh, ideal for all of us involved, and um, and seeing what kind of budget might come of that or what kind of, I mean, for me, it's always going to start with a story. It's always going to start with what that story, that script is. And if that script can fit itself into a feature format, I think that would be a great way to not only make my story, our storytelling uh, better and bigger and more challenging, but also be a great way to sort of end the get spy story. The, you know, or it, it might begin something new, of course, as well. But uh, but like, I like things in three. So you can't go wrong with a trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. And if the third chapter of the trilogy is a, is this bigger story, then also we have a lot more options as far as distribution as well. Especially if it's a whole complete story. <clears throat> and um, one of the mo- one of my favorite movies of all time is uh, the movie Clue. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. ah, so the good. Movie, what? what is it? Clue. Clue. 
clue. Oh, yes. And um, I would love to be able to find a story that can be told that is similar in style and maybe even location where that was all done in one location. But if I can find a way to do a Get Spy version of Clue, I think that would be a real fun uh, third chapter and feature film idea for. That would be awesome. Would you turn to Kickstarter to help fund it or some other crowdsourcing? Um, I would uh, first hit up the Weeby Geeks audience. No, I... (laughs) (laughs) I'll send them. (laughs) I... uh, I don't know. That's a that's a great question. I, I have mixed reviews on crowdfunding. Uh, I have one one you know w- one shoulder. I have a, vo- a little devil and an angel, and and I I think you get one great Kickstarter campaign in a lifetime. You know, and and they have to really make it count. And I think if I go that route, then if we go that route, then it uh, then I would you know I I want to use that use that wisely. Um, but it's definitely an option, and I think it's a it's an option. I, I prefer I like Seed and Spark if you if you know yes. that platform for raising. Yeah. I think that they're really great towards uh, indie filmmakers, and I know the 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 women that started that and they're, and they're really fantastic. So um, I think that that's a way to go. Uh, so yeah, it's a possibility, but I I don't have that quite figured out yet. It's a great question. Hey, um, Derek and Mike and Brett, is there anything that you guys would want to see from the characters of Gets By in season three? I don't know. Um, with only <laughs> seeing one episode of season two. It's true. There's still a lot to be seen this season. I would say uh, more tech girl, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Good answer. Great answer. I just think you have a great core of uh, characters that can go pretty much anywhere with you can maybe like do like an agents of shield type thing where yeah. you go into like deep cover or something like that on the run from the government or something like that yeah totally. oh, that would that be interesting fun. yeah keep feeding me keep keep coming <laughs> <laughs> keep spitballing i like it yeah. <laughs> or you could do an uh take off of the heart of archness and uh just do a whole pirate king uh, episode oh. where where peter's like the pirate king and you guys have to go save him from himself <laughs> 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 Love it. I like got a whole lacrosse team going out there. Yeah. <laughs> David, I have a pitch. I think that there should be a crossover episode that's a dream sequence that takes place in like the early 1800s where Alice and I get to pretend that we're in Pride and Prejudice. Oh, please, oh, please, 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 please. Stop, stop. <laughs> I've got a hat. I'm ready to go, man. Right? And we can talk with British accents. It'll be great. Actually, we do you have uh, friends that do a podcast or uh, are doing a web series that does do time travel called Pike and Trident. Oh, cool. And they're going back in, in time and things like that. So they have oh, all the period. And they also are uh, a combat trained. So cool. Sword, so. Can they go forward in time, too? Sword. Can they go back and Yeah, forward? yeah. They're in this uh, thing called the Hopper. It's kind of like a TARDIS from Doctor Who, so they can mm-hmm. go pretty much anywhere. Aww. Oh, that's awesome. What a great it, idea. It'd be interesting to see the spies looking for acceptance from the actual spy agencies. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. 
But we they're are all being, real spies. They're all being interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> interviewed at the FBI. What are your What are your qualifications? I uh, I can make a, a tracker out of a teddy bear. Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing their sweat pouring off your face as you're right? getting interviewed. They got the lie detector attached to you. <laughs> totally. There's a matchup where we are we are the uh, Avengers versus like the real agents. What? Yes. So our team versus theirs. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And we We're fight them, and we win. <laughs> <laughs> Peter gets his ass kicked. It'll be, it'll well, be like the first ten minutes. Right? <laughs> Peter always has to get his ass kicked, or it's not get spy. Yeah. Right. First episode, right off the bat, get it out of yep. the way. I know. Season three should I? I should get an opportunity to beat the sh- the crap oh. out of Peter. Yeah, there you go. Wait a minute. <laughs> she, she, does, she does have a pretty crazy streak in her. Right? <laughs> True. Allison got a good punch in. Brandon got a punch in. Yeah. You'll get your daylight. You'll get, you'll get it. You'll, you'll get out of the car. Don't. All right. <laughs> you're going yeah, to have to be like sitting down before I can punch you because you've got a good foot on me. You're, you're quite a bit taller than I am. That's why you aim low. Right. So, are there any uh, name jokes uh, this season, like with uh, Reese? <laughs> it's hey, Welsh. Hey. That that was uh, that was actually really fun, and, and that that was one of those jokes that kept getting repeated back. People would just go Reese, Reese, Reese. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds different. <laughs> Uh, we actually, you know, there there is. It's it's tied into the food thing. So the character that Mark McPherson plays, uh, he plays a bounty hunter who's got a, a great nose. He can smell out anything. And so he starts naming characters based on what they what he what he what they smell like. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so he starts nicknaming everybody based on his hound dog nose that can that can take that can smell out anything. He's that character, by the way, that he, I know we talked about it briefly earlier, but he, he is so good. He's such, uh, one of the, Chelsea mentioned this, that uh, Studio 24-7 is an acting studio where we all kind of met um, and, uh, and worked together and have created this uh, uh, great team of you know, actors and directors and, and, and filmmakers. And uh, Mark is the coach for uh, all of us. And, and when I wrote this character, Lauren, when we had the first table read, Lauren, our director, sent me a little, wrote it on a little back of a napkin. She just said, the, mad, the character is Mad Dog Delacroix, and he's like the, bad, the badass bounty hunter that we're all terrified of. And she just wrote Mark McPherson on a back of a napkin, and she said, she handed it to me, and I just nodded, and I said, exactly. <laughs> so we, we knew right away that he would be perfect for that role, and he kills it. He's excellent in that role. And uh, I as his character unfolds, because it unfolds very slowly throughout the season, we don't quite know who he is. He's a mystery bounty hunter guy. But as it unfolds, it gets better and better and better. <laughs> so I think I'm really excited for that to, to that to air all those episodes to air. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for this season. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So where? Oh, go ahead. My, no, go ahead. I was wondering if you had um, the baseball hat that you wore in season one in the first episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to actually cover up a logo on there, or was that yeah, tape on yes. there? Yeah. <laughs> 
That's exactly right. I love that. Uh, I love that you noticed that because it's. Uh, uh, we had to do that a couple of times this time. I, I was wearing a jacket that had a. Uh, I think um, it was a Volcom jacket. I think it was, but it had a thing on the back, and we and every now and then you see it, but we had to cover it up. But that hat, truthfully, I don't know where that hat is. I think I, I it's somewhere around here. But yeah, we were covering up something on it. <laughs> <laughs> so where can they find the show on the internet? Um, the show is at uh, getspy.wordpress.com. We are using a, a WordPress uh, blog to host our show, and uh, it's been kind of a great experience. So they, uh, so it's at getspy.wordpress.com. Okay. And where can everyone be found on the Internet? Good question. David Beatty? Uh, my website is David Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-Y. Dot net davidbeatty.net and on my website you can find get spy i uh i did a feature film a couple years ago called surviving new years that's available on amazon prime i did another web series called lean on me but that's also available through my website so all the work that i've done before you can check out all through my website and chelsea and i actually there's a short film chelsea and i the first thing we did oh, yeah. called you and me now and it's something that uh, chelsea pitched to me she said hey i got an idea and then we wrote it together, and then we went out and shot it. In a day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It took six days, I think, altogether to make that movie. Yep. From beginning to end. We got a deadline for a competition. We made it happen. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as me, you can find me um, uh, ChelseaAlden.com. It's ChelseaAlden, A-L-D-E-N.com. And I have all sorts of cool stuff on there. I uh, recently did a couple really cool episodes of, like, um, The People versus O.J. Simpson. And, oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was just, uh, I'm in episode three of that. So you can catch me there. Or um, And I have clips of all this stuff. I was in the pilot episode of this really great Fox comedy, um, Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life, which is quite a mouthful to say, but it's really fun once you get the hang of it. Cooper Barrett's Guide to Surviving Life. Uh, <laughs> on... Fox, uh, I've got, and I've got all those clips up there. Jane the Virgin's up there, and um, uh, about a boy where I got to work with Lisa Loeb, which was really fun. So, tons of fun clips and behind the scenes photos and things on there. And you can also find me on Twitter at Chelsea Alden or on Instagram at Chezelby, which is C H E Z L B E E. Okay, okay nice. I'll, I'll go next. I'll go next, Lauren. <laughs> Um, so I have everything on my website, which is laurendavis.com, L-O-R-I-N, davis.com. Um, I have links to get spy there and a number of other things that I'm working on. The next thing that I'm, well, actually the, what I'm currently working on is a short film that I wrote and I'm producing and directing and acting in. And Chelsea is in also that we're, we're shooting in May. Um, and uh, you know, uh, all of my links to Facebook and Twitter and all that business is there too. LaurenDavis.com. Who's next? <laughs> Allison? Oh, oh, that's me. Um, <laughs> you can find me at uh, AllisonDaniel.com and that's spelled A-L-Y-S-O-N D-A-N-I-E-L.com and that has links to pretty much everything I've done. It has links to Get Spy. It also has a little link to a YouTube channel that I've created for uh, ukulele song covers, which are fun. They're adorable. Um, They're great. She is a, she's an incredible singer. Those ukulele videos are, are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was going to ask Chelsea if she had done any more covers. I didn't know you uh, sang as well. 
Um, and then I also have, I think I put links up there to I, uh, a movie that I'm in that was recently premiered called The X Species. Oh, yeah. Uh, that just came out in February. And also um, there should be like an Amazon uh, Prime link to my first feature film, For All That We Are. So all of that's on my website, alisondaniel.com. Woohoo! Yes! <laughs> Eric? Uh, sure. I, <laughs> I can be found at uh, my website, um, jericdavis.com, or... Eric with a C. Eric with mm-hmm. a C. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, you can find all of my links to things happening uh, with J. Eric Davis there. Um including Get Spy, season two. Eric's also, he's uh, he's he should be talking himself up more. He was just two weeks ago on an episode of The Fosters. Mm-hmm. And, nice. uh, Scorpion? Scorpion, just before that. And How to Get Away with Murder. He's a hustler. He's really, Very really cool. great. Thank you, Chelsea. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy to do it. Well, Guess he got yeah. another uh, client for your agency. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's Eric with an E. And don't get him. Don't get, right, him start, yes. don't get an R and an I. <laughs> yes. Don't don't get him started on the Hulk either, because you know, start, start talking uh, superheroes. Eric's favorite favorite character is the Hulk. Ah, oh, nice. I had a favorite yeah. on which I'll post a photo on Twitter pretty soon here. Well, that I I will play this just for Eric. That's awesome. That's amazing. Had it right there waiting. Oh, that's because I do a, a Marvel show as well. Mm. Yeah, no way. Yes way. Now you're what speaking Eric's language. Yeah. You better get on that. That's right. <laughs> Love Marvel, Marvel favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching the Daredevil series, uh, binging on la, that. La 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 la. Oh, yeah, oh it's so good, good isn't it? Uh, I, I have two episodes left. I, I just <laughs> I just finished season one, like two weeks ago. So wasn't it great when uh, they... Oh, never mind. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I would never do that. Funny guy. That's a deep deep part of the show. Season two, it's great. It's still still good. It's bad enough knowing that this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. referenced back to events in season two of Daredevil. Uh, What? uh, That's horrible. I haven't seen it yet. I know. I fell out of love a little bit with Agents of Shield. I haven't been watching though. It's good. That one's been mixed. It's been up and down for me. I think this season's been good. Yeah. Last season was good as well. I think it's kind of it's slow good. burn. Jessica Jones is actually very good too. I yeah. love yeah, Jessica Jones. That was amazing. So that was great. A great show. David Tennant yeah. was awesome in that. Yeah. Oh it my was. god, he was the best part of that that series. I saw. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. When he when his character finally came to full development, you know, halfway through or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, was when I was totally sold. He he was phenomenal in that series. Oh yeah, he's so creepy. I mean, he's amazing yeah. at everything, but yeah, he was impressively yeah. creepy. And yet, I still loved him and wanted to make out with him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
He, he is pretty dreamy. <laughs> Just the way that they did the whole mind control. I know. It was, it was oh, a way yeah. that you hadn't seen, really seen before. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. And it was and, great to yeah. see Kristen Ritter in, like, kind of a new light, a dramatic light. You know, she's been yeah. kind of typecast it's a little bit into her. this. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. great. It's great casting for her, and I feel like she really gets to shine and show what she can do. Um, yeah, so much so much more. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the best line in Jessica Jones was the one that wasn't spoken, but sent us a text. Got a new bed. <laughs> 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 Yeah, looking forward to all the Netflix stuff with uh, the Defenders and mm-hmm. and then uh, Luke Cage and Luke Cage is yeah. Luke Cage is the spring or this fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've got it. a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, so well, we thank you guys for coming on, and definitely thank we're looking you. forward to the rest of season two of Get Spy. Absolutely, yeah. thank you for yeah, having definitely. us. That was fun. Woo! Yeah, thanks really, for being on. Really glad I got through, and uh, you guys are you guys are really awesome. I I really uh, this is this has been great. Thank you guys for having and for having us all on all of us. It's great. Uh, yes, no thank you, Weeby Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, check us out next week, and until then, want to know more? <laughs> So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.